0: Today, we're gonna go over six massive mistakes that people frequently make with the best account in Canada, the tax-free savings account. Number one is beneficiary designation. So for my married folks out there or for people who are about to get married, make sure that you designate your spouse as a successor, not a beneficiary of your TFSA. While a beneficiary would get all the money in your tax-free savings account and get it tax-free, they would have to shut the account down. We. Don't want that. When you name your spouse as a successor, they get the account and the money. As a successor, your spouse can actually roll in the account into their TFSA and have it continue to grow completely tax-free. This can lead to tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax savings. But. How do you save so much? Well, let's look at an example. Let's say Mo and Angela both have $50,000 in their tax-free savings account and it's maxed out. Unfortunately, let's say Mo passes and names Angela as the beneficiary of the TFSA. She'll get the 50K tax-free, but she'll need to close the account. If Angela doesn't have any more room in her tax-free savings account, then she may need to put it into a taxable brokerage account. This will cost significantly more when the gains or income is realized from those investments. However, let's say Mo passes, but names Angela as a successor. She can actually take take Mo's 50 grand and roll it into her 50 grand and have a TFSA with $100,000 continue to grow tax-free. Now, a quick note is that Angela will not get double the contribution every single year in perpetuity because Mo passes. She does get the 50 grand and is able to add it to her account, but she doesn't get additional contribution room. only the contribution room that she otherwise would have gotten if it was just hers. So yeah, married folks, don't make this mistake. Number two is investing in risky stocks. Okay, so you probably shouldn't be YOLO trading into random stocks in general, but the effects of doing this in a tax-free savings account can be devastatingly ghastly. So with your TFSA, you can pretty freely contribute and withdraw with some rules, of course. One of the rules in particular is when you withdraw money from your tax-free savings account, you lose that specific amount of space until next year, but you do get it back next year, and then you also get the additional new contribution. room. So let's do an example to make it more clear. Let's say you contribute 3,000 to your TFSA and then withdraw $3,000 a few months later. Well, if you've already maxed out your contributions for the year, you're gonna have to wait to recontribute that $3,000 until next year. Now, next year, you'll get that $3,000 worth of room plus the new year's amount, which for this example, let's say it's $6,000, so you'll get an additional $9,000 in room available to you next year. Now, this withdrawal concern isn't much of a concern if you've got tons of contribution room as you'll probably be fine. You have to be very mindful of it if you're really rubbing up against your max, but you should always like be mindful of where you stand with respect to your contribution limit. Now, here's the point I'm trying to get to. What if you took that $3,000 that you contributed to your TFSA and just YOLO'd it into some random stock and lost $2,000? Well, if you withdraw the remaining $1,000, you would only get $1,000 added to the new year contribution. This is because the equation is new room plus withdrawals, meaning if you blew that $2,000 up in your tax-free savings account, you have effectively lost that room forever. This can be absolutely devastating for you if the numbers are Way bigger than this example i'm not a fan of random risky stocks and crazy bets but if you are going to do it and the stock could go to zero or damn near it it's probably best to do that in a non registered taxable account as the contribution room here is just way too precious to be dicking around with it real quick guys if you are enjoying this video i would love if you hit the like button number three is using it as a savings account this is the single biggest mistake you can make but It's not all your fault. Big banks and financial institutions are constantly, constantly advertising the TFSA as a savings vehicle. And while you can use it for that purpose, it is way better utilized for investing. You can get similar interest rates, if not higher, with just regular old high interest accounts at places like EQ Bank, Neo Financial, and Tangerine. There's virtually no limit to the amount of money that you can put away in those accounts. But with a TFSA, you are wasting valuable contribution room if you just have the dollar sitting there idle. The optimal strategy is to have your savings in a high interest savings account and keep your TFSA for investing. Now, if you wanna know how to invest with the TFSA, you can check out this video here, but just know that the hundreds of thousands of dollars in tax savings comes when you use the tax-free savings account for investing number four is over contribution now this is a pretty straightforward mistake and a lot of people actually don't have this problem however it's still very much worth noting especially if you're a young adult with limited contribution room now as we briefly touched on in this video there's a set contribution limit that you can have with your tfsa now what happens if you over contribute well the cra will come after you and charge you a one percent fee of the over contribution amount every single month that you have it in the account we obviously do not want to pay over contribution fees. Furthermore, it seems like the CRA is fairly unforgiving with this fee and they're pretty much gonna take it no matter what you say or garnish your taxes. Or, I mean, these guys are like mobsters, so just don't mess with them. Also, don't rely on your CRA My Account number. Keep a very detailed separate record of your contribution limits because the My Account CRA number that they show you has been shown to be inaccurate and has actually burned people in the past. You can look at your TFSA or your brokerage account to see how much money has been contributed over the years, and then and then. compare that against how much contribution room you actually have based on your age, and then you can triangulate how much room you actually have, and that's a way better strategy than just relying on this area to say, you have this much room, because again, They've gotten it wrong before. Number five is lack of planning with contributions. Now, this is a great tip that I saw Adam over at Parallel Wealth bring up and it's like so damn true. So remember how we talked about how you may have to wait until next year to recontribute your withdrawal amount, right? Well, it's extremely, extremely important to be mindful of that near year end. Let's say that you anticipate having to withdraw from your TFSA sometime next year. Now, y'all know how I feel about withdrawals from your TFSA. Like, I believe you should just keep it long-term investing, don't touch it, just put it in the market and let it chill. But you do have the option to withdraw from it. If you can actually take a second and plan ahead, take the withdrawal in December of the previous year. That way, you'll immediately get the contribution room back the following month, January, and you'll be good instead of having to wait until the next year to recontribute. That is big brain thinking, baby. And number six is day trading. I don't think most of you will have this issue, but if you are considering day trading in your TFSA, it is a massive no-no. This is because if you're frequently trading, the CRA may consider the money that you're making within your TFSA business income and not capital gains. A TFSA is not a corporate vehicle. It is a long-term personal tax advantaged account. As such, the CRA will not look on you kindly if you're using it for business purposes, which they consider day trading to be. Any income such as dividends and interest as well as all the capital gains, net of losses, would be subject to tax. But you're probably wondering how much trading is too much? Well, this is sort of a gray area and the CRA actually hasn't given a very clear answer. However, in 2018, the CRA did state, the determination of whether a particular taxpayer carries on a business is a question of fact that can only be determined following a review of the taxpayer's particular circumstances. So just don't day trade in your TFSA. Use it for long-term investing. Now, if you want to become a millionaire with your TFSA and do it the right way, check out this video here. And until the next one, I don't know. I'll see, you, I guess. Take care.